police have identified more victims and plan on more than just the four murder charges filed today. Confirm earlier reports of cannibalism. The building was a scene of ghoulish slaughter. A large kettle on the stove which held boiled body parts. Identified more victims. Killed even more. Plan on more than just the four murder charges filed today. Had sex with some of his victims before he killed them. And that he was also... You are now Iliad. listening to Grinding True Crimes with your host, Maddie Matt, Todd Fox, and Gabby Gab. Hey, 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 welcome into another episode of the Grinding True Crime Podcast with your host, Matty Matt, along with our narrator for today, Todd Fox, and the other host of the show, Gabby, and we are back here live, kicking in another episode, but before we do that, we want to let you guys know where you can find us and locate us. First off, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook, type in the Grinding True Crime Podcast, and there you can interact with us, like some of our posts and even leave some comments and recommendations for us to look into another crime that we can relate to. So, and if you do that, we give you guys shout outs. So um, that's one way. Also, if you want to just listen to us on your podcast streams, just go to um, Podbean, Spotify, Anchor, iTunes, and Pandora. And if you're listening to us out of the country, we appreciate you. Just type in, um, you can find us on Podchaser. Radio Public, Breaker, and Pocket Cast. As always, listener discretion is advised because we do get into details and some of uh, the, the stuff we talk about might not be appropriate for children. So listener discretion is always advised. <sighs> By the way, before we get into it, we have merchandise. Ain't that right, Todd? Yes, sir. It's at redbubble.com. Just type in Todd Fox 80 for right now. It will be changing over to Grinding True Crime, but for right now it's Todd Fox 80, and you could find all the merchandise there for uh, Grinding True Crime. Yes, so if you want to support us a little bit, go ahead and check out some of the merch we got so far. With that all being said, now it's time for the good stuff. And Todd got the story that might be multiple parts. Could be. Could be. Could be. <laughs> so I'll give you the floor, Todd. You have it. All right. Well, tonight's story is going to be about Bobby Joe Long. You ever heard of the guy? I thought you were going to say Bobby Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Johnson. Nope. Bobby Joe Young. Long. Sorry. See, Never I'm... heard of him. Bobby Joe Young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even I'm. Been... Mighty Joe Young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the big But no, not this guy. <laughs> not this guy at all. No. This guy was born on October 5th, 1953 in Canoga, West Virginia to jo- Joel and Luella Long. Um, Bobby was born with an extra K and Y chromosome known as KS syndrome, which os- often leads to lower testosterone. So keep that in mind. Go, okay. And- sounds, sounds like a twist. It is a very big twist. Uh, no pun intended. And, and and speaking of big, you know, you know, no pun intended. Small testicles also go. come from this. And wow. Yes. So lower testosterone, small testicles. And also, the condition has you when you reach puberty, grow man boobs. Of you know, it, for for a boy to grow breasts, in all actuality. Wow. So it's kind of a messed up uh, chromosome that you know disease that he had yeah Ooh. okay 
So as you can tell, in the future, the abnormalities that he's going to have, the problems that he's going to have, um, you know, socially, they're they're going to take they're going to take issue, you know, because a lot of these kids that grow up with this kind of uh, form of um, syndrome, they have social anxieties, they they run into problems because they feel uh, insecure about themselves. Uh, sometimes it leads to transgender stuff to where they want to become a woman. Stuff like that. All kinds of things can go through a person's head once they have these extra chromosomes. Yeah. Yeah, so it's <clears throat> so it's kind of weird. Um, it didn't help, though, that um, Bobby, little Bobby grew up a lot like last week's story in Todd Colehep. So you're oh. going yeah, you're you're to have some similarities here in the beginning that are going to be just like the serial killer narcissist Todd Colehep. Um. Basically, yeah, basically his parents did the same thing. They got together. They had a good relationship. It was getting rocky. They decided to have a kid to save it. And obviously the kid brought on more pressure and his father just left. So it was just him and his mom at the young age of two. And she was basically taking him on the run wherever she could find a home or a shelter or a place to sleep for the night. So it was like not consistent at all and he went be between family friends and just freaking motels dang yeah <clears throat> so not a good start for him no that's already really bad yeah and it just it's just gonna get progressively worse check this out so while his mother worked as a waitress at various restaurants just to get by and to you know to to, to make money uh, she oftentimes would leave Bobby with neighbors, friends, or even landlords at the places she was staying at. Wow, she just trusts anybody she, with yeah, it? Yeah, she's very trusting, huh? Yeah, she's like, here, take, and then just <laughs> hand the kid away, you know? <laughs> what language was that? I don't know. She's she's white. I should be like, well, I can't do a female voice like that, you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, gonna take my kid. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Remember, it's it's oh. sort it's sort of like the the panhandle behavior down in in that area down there. So it's it's sort of like in the Miami or in the uh, what do you call it, the Florida area. So it's mm. yeah. So I, I don't I don't know I don't know the accents down there, but I'm sure there's a lot of NASCAR stuff. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, Bobby would later say that uh, he had no time with his mom at all. And when he did spend time with her, she was too busy being distracted, uh, drinking, smoking, or hanging out with various men. So he never had any kind of one-on-one -on -one time with his mom. Oh, she was having a good life, huh? Oh, yeah. Wait till you hear what she, she does here. concerned with herself. <laughs> exactly. Um, so he was a product of whoever was watching him at the time. You know, mm. so if, if you had a landlord that was strict and, you know, whatever, you know, he may have gotten smacked. If he had a landlord or a friend of the family that didn't care about him, let him do whatever he wants, eat chocolate all day. That's what he did. So. Wow. No structure whatsoever. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> um, that's not good. Yeah, exactly. And and these are the most critical times in a child's upbringing is from basically you know birth onward to about like 10 years old you know they're very impersonable they're going to take up whoever 
is raising them, their traits. I mean, they're they're you know mm-hmm. they may change in high school and everything, but the way they they're raised makes a huge difference in how they grow up. And this is the crap he had to deal with. Yep. Yeah. So. No structure and all this stuff, it only leads to good things, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Things. Yeah, exactly. Um, so he didn't, he, this is where his developing of a conscience never came into play because he was never tr- taught right from wrong. And he just went as whatever felt good to him, he went with it. So that mm. that's another thing to keep in mind for later as well. Um. So he had just all kinds of issues growing up, nearly drowned when his mom wasn't paying attention at the beach, smoking a cigarette and talking with men on the uh, on the beach. A uh, guy came out of nowhere that was swimming nearby and actually pulled the five-year-old Bobby uh, out of the waves that were crashing upon him to where he was almost, uh, you know, you know, when you're underwater and you're you're just about out of breath, you think you're going to pass mm-hmm. out. Yeah, he said he was about at that range, and some guy just said, Hey, you come here! And he pulled him out of the water. So so nobody was watching him? Fortunate kid. No, the mom was the mom was on the beach, sitting down on a lawn chair, smoking cigarettes, and talking to men. Oh, wow. Yeah. She was trying to catch a wave. Trying to catch something else. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, she probably would have caught something else if she would have kept up. But uh... absolutely, she was catching fish. <laughs> Not that kind. <laughs> or maybe the guys were trying to. I don't know. Yeah, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Too, too much. Too much. Went too far. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> too much. <laughs> okay, so at the age of seven. <laughs> And here's here's where some more stuff comes into play, and we've gone over this millions of times in your stories, in Matt's stories, and my stories. Here we go again. What happened? What happened, bro? At the age of seven, he was riding his bicycle down the street, and what do you think happened? He got snatched up by some man. No, what do you got, Gabby? Whoa! At the age of seven. Mm-hmm. Um. Wow, I'm gonna. I mean, he's little, but I'm gonna say he he was trying to kill an animal. Close. That is one of the traits of a future killer. But uh, no, he uh, he was hit by a car, and uh, he oh, wow. he landed upright on his head, so he had a head injury. Uh-oh. <laughs> Ooh, here there we go. Goes. Yep, here we go. <laughs> Suffering a head injury, which had here him in the goes. hospital for two weeks. Mm. So. Uh, Six and months. I bet the mom wasn't even there. No, she wasn't. She wasn't at all. Mm. So fast forward six months later, he's still seven years old, and he didn't learn his lesson. Trying to do tricks off of the uh, curb, he uh, plants the front wheel of the bike, and it launches him off the bike and into a parked car's bumper, head first. Ooh. <laughs> so uh, second uh, head injury within, within less than a year. Wow. Yes. So he's really going down a bad path based off the history mm-hmm. of uh, head injuries. Yep. And then it gets better. So <laughs> he's nine years old now. His mom fails to take him to school. He's running late. Mm-hmm. So he's running to school <clears throat> and he's trying to get across the street. Does not wait for the, um, the crossing guard. 
and runs across the street where he is then hit by a car. Of course. Landing on his head once more. Of course. (laughs) This man got nine lives, man. (laughs) Are you sure he's human or he a cat? Landing on your head all three times and you, yeah. You really messed up now. Yeah, he's he's pretty messed up because he suffered uh, deep facial facial lacerations, mm. a broken jaw, and several missing oh. teeth. Dang, so, that sounds very painful. Yeah, so uh, this guy and kids don't. Uh, this this kid and cars do not mix whatsoever. None. None at all. Exactly right. Um, so you would think by this time, good old Bobby would learn his lesson. Stay away from anything he possibly could, even wear a helmet around, you know, just mm-hmm. just around because anything can happen. I mean, something could fall from the sky, anything, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they he were on. Learn. No, he didn't. He didn't learn. He he was on a field trip, Gabby. And um, <laughs> now what could go wrong on a field trip? Oh yeah, what could go wrong on a field trip? Because I mean, once you sign those waivers, I mean, everything's all good, right? Everything's off limits. Yeah. <laughs> All kids are safe. You know, speaking about waivers, yeah, that's one thing I'm shocked about. Nowadays, that's what we do. When I was in school, we never did that. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? It's just like... It was huh? just a permission slip, no waiver. <laughs> you know what always got me, though, Gabby, was riding on a bus with no seatbelts. They preach, yeah, wear your seatbelts everywhere. Yeah, whatsoever. The, the one you important bus, you don't have a seatbelt. <laughs> you you hit a speed bump pretty fast. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're going flying. So kids on a seat if you were small. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man, the good old days. Um, Love it. <laughs> so on this one, they were at a field trip at a uh, at a uh, animal petting zoo, right? Okay. And he gets on a horse. What could go wrong? Um, someone spoofed the horse. And, well, when, they, when you spoof a horse, whoever's on its back usually gets flipped off, right? Oh, they're getting flipped. Oh, no. And guess oh, where he landed? Guess. Let me guess where he landed. <laughs> Guess where he landed? <laughs> on his booty. <laughs> no, no. He wishes. On the other hand. Exactly. Right on the cavesa. <laughs> on the cavesa. Dad, you didn't hear him. He said on the other hand. Oh, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I didn't mean it like that. Well, you said the other I, I, I did, but I, I, meant, I meant it in a funny way. <laughs> Remember, at, at that time, he's small, though. Remember, because he's got the small testicles and everything. So if he would have landed oh, there, yeah. it would have been okay. But yeah. uh, <laughs> no, he, he got another injury with a head. Concussion. Oh. He was nauseous for four weeks afterwards. Dang. Yes, four weeks. So all of these head injuries took place before the age of 10. And That's uh, crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so now this now to make things worse, Luella, his mother, wound up moving to a cousin's house, which had a big family in a small, cramped two-bedroom uh, house in the area of Florida. The problem with this is that his mother and, and him had to share a bed. So he's 10 years old at this time. He's sharing a bed with his mother. And um, usually, you know, that's not a bad thing, but, but you don't... <laughs> It's not a bad thing, but it's not. A, it, it, okay, when Let you me, don't have another, exactly. Talk, that's your mother. Yeah, circumstance. It's not a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's not a bad. Thing. So, so we're talking about, like, I, I think what they said from the research is either a single or it's about a queen. 
So, but it's not that big of a bed to where you're like, oh, you know, I got another person's room to, you know, I could, I could stretch out all the way, even with mom in the bed. And that's what I mean too. It's if it's circumstance, you got to do what you got to do. You don't like it, but hey, at least you guys, one of you is not sleeping on the floor, right? Right. Now, see, that would be all good if that were just the case. But there's a uh -oh. twist. There's a twist. Is, is this our first twist? This is one of the first twists. So what what do you think is the twist of this bed situation? I'm putting I'm you guys in the spot. I'm already 0 for 1, so let me see. <laughs> let me go for 0 for 2. The twist is I I don't want to think the unthinkable. Go ahead, man. You go. I have two scenarios. Okay. Either the mom doesn't realize, shoves him off the bed, and he has another head injury, <laughs> or going the horrific way, she molests him. See, that's where I was going. That's where I was leaning to. Mm. But I might be ahead of myself. Get it? No. No. Um, but... With the head jokes. Hey, God, nice. <laughs> I'm going to say somebody else in the family, I don't know, takes advantage of that situation. You were all close. But no cigar on this one. Aye, 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 aye. Yeah. I wonder uh, if the audience guessed it. Well, <laughs> yeah, that, that was their chance to guess, right? Uh, his mother, though, being the great mother that she was, what she, uh, she invited men to come home with her from the restaurant. Come on. Come on. And it's one thing, again, if you've got your own room or even oh, if some, somehow oh. you have your own bed. <laughs> yeah. He was doing the nasty while he was on the bed. Exactly. Come on, man. She she okay. brought she brought home not just one, not just two, but he said several men and different men with different personalities. And I don't want to picture this at all, but the ten year old being within inches of his mom being exposed to sex right next to you. See, see, I that is one disgusting mother who she, should not be a mother. That's gross, bruh. Mm -hmm. In fact, she don't deserve the name mother because a mother would protect her child. Exactly. Yep. I I had trouble hearing my parents in the other room at night <laughs> doing whatever they was doing, <laughs> let alone me seeing it. Yeah. I was like, no. Yeah. No. Yeah, that would screw me up. Yeah, he saw this on, uh, according to his accounts, not on a nightly basis, but pretty damn routine. Wow. So, so you're you're oh, having. So, I mean, just just think about this. I mean, you're you're. Oh, no, don't think about it. But I mean, I'm just trying to describe it to give you guys an idea. It's the fact that you know, so your mom is having sex literally inches from you in the same bed. You, for whatever reason, I don't know if he was told to stay in the bed or not, but he stayed in the bed, and the guy was com completely okay with a 10-year-old being right there in bed. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Who could do that, right? I, I, I couldn't do it. I, I'm sorry. I couldn't do it. That's disgusting. the same people as sick as her. Probably. Probably. No man in his right brain Absolutely. would be okay with that. Yes. Let alone a little boy, like that. not even with the child being in the room, much less the child being in the bed. That's gross. 
you know, if that was just found out once that she did that, that's child endangerment. That's uh, that's so many sexual type cases that they could get her on. I mean, that kid would never see her again. You know, what I mean, with with putting her him in danger like that. So, and she did this on the routine. So that's disgusting. Good Lord. But um. Yeah, you already got a messed up child, and then well, you're gonna go and do that clearly. in front of him. Mm-hmm. Was she I mean, hooked on drugs? Do you know? It doesn't. It doesn't say anything about drugs. Uh, it just says she was a smoker, and an occasional drinker, not a drunk. And she just perused the men scene a lot. Took a lot of coworkers home, uh, bar friends home, stuff like that. Well, a smoker can involve a lot exactly. of exactly. That's a whole long range of motion right there. <laughs> That's true. But with all that being said, I mean, um, I, I mean. It's hard. It's hard to recover from this story because, like, That's gross, bro. Yeah, it's, That's gross. you feel terrible. <laughs> you feel terrible for him at this point, you know, because um, you wonder why he never got up. You wonder if she forced him in there. I mean, that, that kind of stuff we don't know. Um, but there's just something not right there, and that's just plain out disgusting, you know. See, I'm already feeling sorry for this guy <clears throat> because we're clearly talking about him for a reason. So he must have done some things, but I, I feel sorry for him right now. I don't know what he's done, but right now I feel sorry for this guy. This will you know, you would think that being such a terrible mother who never cared where he was or worried about him or being responsible, that you that you would think that she would throw him out of the room to do her thing. No. Yep, yep. They probably were so high and they was floating. They didn't know what was there. Oh. Yeah, they could have been at I'm any hoping. time. Like, hey, go outside, play with a dog, or just sit on the porch for 10 minutes, you know, you know. For for me and homeboy to get it on or something, anything, right? But, get in the closet, like nothing. <laughs> I know, or at least get the kids some headphones and let them turn the other way or something. I don't know, but it's not only it's not only the sights, it's not the motion of the bed too. He's smelling that stuff. Think about it; he's got everything going on right there. That's terrible. Bro, he's got it all. He's got a whole view. The sound effects, the the images. Now, now, now here's now here's something that it's possibility, Todd, because you know. Every person's first sexual experience is usually just one thing that 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 gets them on, right? Yep. Or that they go to, you mm-hmm. know, your first experience sexually. Mm-hmm. Do you think at one point, and uh, babe, you can answer. Do you think at one point when he first experienced this, did he, obviously he was probably grossed out the first time, who knows? But as it continued, do you think it, it he became numb to it, and that was the, his turn on? Because at ten years old, you started to hit puberty. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, he could have been. He could have looked at his mom different too. Exactly, you know, because he's she's not really a mother to him. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. No, man. and he's he's seeing her like upside down in all kinds of yeah, ways, and it's like, so it's like, how the heck do you view that as your mom? Oh man, I, I, yeah, I feel sorry for the kid. Well, at this point in his life so i'm quite sure it's much worse yeah and 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 you know what things start to to change so so at this point you know we fast forward a couple more years they've gotten a little bit more stable she's renting places on her own so they're uh he's about 13 or 14 at this time he -hmm. began to lash out and with anger either towards his uh his schoolmates or his mom berating her for all the men that she brought home um calling her names 
Um, he didn't want to listen to her. He was just completely out of control at this time. So Luella wound up getting a second job. So she's away from the house even more. So now he's on his own more. And he's being more and more weird in the city, hanging out by himself. He really has no friends. Um, when she gets off her second job, she's trying to, uh, you know, get them a better spot, which she does. She winds up moving them to a, a small city in Florida called Hylia. <clears throat> and um, they actually get a place of their own, and it's a two-bedroom. Now, the funny thing is, you would think with a two-bedroom, there would be no, hey, I'm going to sleep with mom stuff, right? Exactly. It should be no issue. <laughs> he continues to sleep with his mom. Stop it. Nope. <laughs> continues to sleep with his mom. Look at him, man. Does she at least <laughs> use the other room for her? No. Oh, God. Uh, what? That's what I'm saying, man. So, I like, I feel sorry for him, but I think this is his turn on. Like, I... Uh, like at this point, he wants to be stuck to her. Exactly. And he wants to be a part of it now. He, he, that's his. That's how. He, that's his drive. That's his hit. Mm-hmm. That's that drug, man. Ah, oh, this sucks. Yep. So he at this time, he's a preteen or whatever you want to call it. 1966. Um, he's still spending the night with his mom in the same bed. She's still bringing guys home. They're spooning. They're having sex right next to him, and it's normal to him. So. He, at the same time, he starts to turn 15, the chromosome, the lack member of the testosterone, all that other stuff, the presence of Mm -hmm. estrogen in his system. Mm -hmm. He's developing big man boobs at this time. So Mm -hmm. they're close to the beach too. So the friends that he does have, the family he does have that hang out with him, want him to go to the beach. When he goes to the beach, they make fun of him. Um, He, so he, he even would keep on a sweatshirt when he go into the water because a shirt wasn't covering his man boobs. Mm. So, yeah. Um, that is so sad. Yeah, he's he's gotten the short end of the stick big time in this one. Um, no pun yes. again. <laughs> <laughs> so, in 1971, him and his mother were going through a bunch of stuff. He kept yelling at her, kept getting into fights. It just got so tumultuous that in 1972, he left the house, finally. Uh, At the age of 19, to break away from the home life, he would uh, venture into the Army. And that's where he met, uh, you know, his then-girlfriend, Cindy, who turned into his wife a year later. Mm. At the same time, while working for the, uh, or being in the Army, getting paid through them, and his soon-to-be wife, doing the same thing they actually put money together for him to get a breast reduction or his chest fixed okay it was a painful procedure that put him out for like two months because all the surgery back then thinking about it like it's that's in the 70s them trying to remove big chunks of skin they were they weren't the best at it back then basically Mm -hmm. um so despite this while being in the army after the procedure um you know he he got uh got into the married life and good old Bobby um, never learned his lesson with bikes. Uh, wow. What do you What do you think happened next? Well, he I don't know if he's on a regular two wheel bike or a motorbike, but regardless of what bike it is, I'm believing he got into another accident by car and hit his head again. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> 
Sorry, Gabby, but he took that one. He hit a home run with that one. What? Uh, I got it right? You got it right. (laughs) What is wrong with this kid and bikes and cars? He got a motorcycle. He he had a helmet, though. He had a helmet. But uh, this time it wasn't his fault. As he was going through the uh, intersection, someone ran a red light, nailed him, T-boned him, basically. Mm. He went flying 30 feet into the air, landed directly on his head, of course, uh, cracking the helmet in two. Uh, Mm. He would spend three weeks or no, three days in a medically induced coma to reduce the swelling of his brain. And because his skull was like 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 literally about to explode, they actually had to crack his skull too, make some uh, what do you call it? um, Relieve the pressure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they had to do emergency surgery. They almost lost him. Um, his wife Cindy, his wife Cindy would say that after the accident, when he woke up, uh, he suffered a crushed leg, also broken ribs, but he awakened with anger issues towards her. Like he was really nice. He never acted like he did with his mom with Cindy. Uh-huh. But as soon as he woke up out of the coma, it was like he was a different person. The head injury. Yep. That's not shocking. His head is really messed up now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got all kinds of dings in that thing, that Cavesa. Um, his personality was. It's <laughs> funny you say it that way because my sister and I would say that all the time. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so his personality was completely different after this, which was very weird. Now you do remember the twist in the beginning, which was the fact he had low testosterone, right? Yeah. He had no sexual drive. He had, um, what do you call it, uh, small testicles even. Mm-hmm. After this head injury and after the coma, he began to have a sexual drive that he had never had before. Really? Meaning while he was in the hospital and the wife was away and he's recovering, the nurses that would go to check up on him to either you know fluff his pillow, give him something to eat, uh, you know, changes, uh, give him better sheets or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Caught him several times masturbating. Wow. Well, there we have it. Yes. Um, his, he would masturbate according to the nurses that caught him at least five to six times a day. Dang. Yep. He got the juice. <laughs> he was trying to release the juice, wanted to. <laughs> Boy. Yeah. So, um, before, uh, to give you an idea of his sexuality or or how he was sexually before his injury, Cindy would say that they would have sex normally, and this is only normally occasions, uh, two to three times a week, maybe, right? Mm -hmm. After the injury, and he came home and was readjusted, got over his injuries, it was four to five times a day, and he would still masturbate two to three times a day. At the same records. What the heck? Yes, this was every day. day? A day. (laughs) He didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he's he's drilling for oil or something. Destroy her. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) She's gonna be in a wheelchair. For real. Yeah. Uh, So, um, that wasn't the half of it. So even if like she didn't give in, he would demand sex. And he would try to give it, uh, try to have her give it up unwillingly, even. Oh, 
Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> so fast forward to the year 1975. Despite the sexual advances of Bobby's testosterone and, pun and uh, pushiness to almost rape of his wife at times on a daily basis, it was now going to violence. He was starting to raise his hand towards her, push her, um, just be all intimidating. Uh, if she didn't cook the food right, slap. Um, if, she, if she didn't clean the house, he'd you know, throw her against the wall. Um, stuff like that. He, he was very abusive at this point. <clears throat> um, she still loved him and, and, and held out hope because he was her first that Bobby would return to the way that he was, but he never did. Mm. Um, so her way of thinking was, I can settle him down by getting pregnant. <sighs> oh, dear. Biggest mistake women make. Kids go. will keep us together. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's very much correct. They, they, women think that way, men think that way, and it just never works. Um so they wound up having twins, a boy and a girl. And at this time, Bobby got more frustrated because not only is it one more uh, mouth to feed, it's two more mouths to feed. Mm -hmm. And she can't work after having the twins. She's got to take care of them. So now it's all on him. So, so it's the guy that needs sex every day. He's turning into a nympho. Um, he doesn't already like to work, but now he's got to get a second job. So um, he's working two jobs. And the abuse continues, and it doesn't have too much information between 75 and 80. But we get to a point in 1980 where Bobby went way too far and knocked her out, and mm. she went to the um, the police and the hospital, and and she she got her her, her um, you know she went to the police and the police said, "Why'd you hit him? Why'd you hit her?" And then they were like. He was probably like, well, she didn't cook the food right. And then they were like, all right. And so, like, no, no charges were filed. And and he got away with it scot-free. Wow. So, I mean, maybe it didn't. Police officers. <laughs> exactly. Carry on now, you hear? They don't fail their role in every story. Yep. They didn't do their job in this one at all. Wow. <sighs> so... She found out about this, and she was actually released from the hospital two days later. What do you think Cindy does when she returns back to the house? Oh, man. Uh, try to set him up to throw him back in jail. Okay, Gabby? I think she's going to try and grab her kiss and leave. You're, you're half correct, Gabby. Half correct. That she was going to go home and grab her kids and take off, but here's what she decided to do first. Okay. She went to the garage and found Bobby's double barrel shotgun. And she stood over him while he was sleeping and put the gun an inch off his forehead. What? Yep. Now, here's the part of the story where it's going to piss you off because. You know, in every story we talk about, either someone evaded arrest or mm -hmm. they were, you know, they got a break. Mm -hmm. And because of that break, they were able to go on and do the nasty, horrible, horrific, terrible things that they would do in the future. Had this mm -hmm. not happened here, this all mess wouldn't have happened, right? Had Cindy known how many people 
that she could have helped them not, you know, had their lives ruined or disturbed or snuffed out, I'm pretty sure she would have pulled the trigger. But in this particular case, she stood over him from for two hours, from four in the morning till six in the morning, almost sunrise to where Bobby wakes up with a gun right in his face. He sits up and she continues to point the gun at his face and he says, you don't have the balls to do it. And she puts the gun down. Oh, dear. Wow. Yes. If I was at that point and I feared for my life and I'm holding the gun to a man's head and he says, you don't have the balls to do it. I'd be like, you just gave me the balls. Bye. Yeah. And the balls. (laughs) (laughs) That too, depending. I mean, mean, for a guy who had small testicles, that's a pretty ballsy thing to say, right? Yeah. I mean, wow. Um, But yeah, she put the gun down cried and walked away grabbed her kids he didn't even try to stop her so he he knew at that point it was over just take the kids go so in june of 1980 she filed for divorce and won full custody of both kids he didn't contest and um so with her leaving um and him having to pay child support he couldn't afford that place anymore and he didn't want to work two jobs anymore that's you know there's no reason to so he had a few friends from work that had a, a small apartment in the, to- in the Tampa area. Mm-hmm. And uh, as Cindy took the kids northward to Daytona, um, he settled in with them in a small, you know, one-bedroom apartment, you know, just living with them or whatever. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> now, now uh, on to ni- late 1980, and on this one, I, you know, his sexual desires aren't being met at this point, mm-hmm. obviously. She's gone. You know, he doesn't have any kind of, you know, uh, outlet. So Bobby came up with an idea of how to get women. So keep in mind, let's see if you guys can think about this as early 80s. There's no Internet. Um, He's not going to use prostitutes. So how do you think how do you think he gets women or tricks women? Um. He's not getting prostitutes. You said this is the 80s? Mm-hmm. This is 1980. Almost 1981. Mm. Um, I don't know. He drives around in a nice car and they come to him. <laughs> I want to go with bars. Bars? Matt's kind of right. He does do that, but later, like he'll try to pick up on women that way, just offering rides, but... He actually is known as the classified rapist. So, mm-hmm. classified ads. Oh. Yep, yep. He goes in the classified ads and he starts saying, "Hey, well, you know, people having yard sales, uh, state sales. Uh, mm-hmm. They're selling certain items." He goes to the house, and if the men are there for any reason, um, he would he would just become disinterested in whatever they were selling, and he would be like, "Okay, you know, I'm not interested. I'm leaving." However, if it was a woman by herself selling items or an item, he would work his way into the house or garage and wait for the perfect time to then come from behind, restrain the woman, hit her over the head or knock her to the ground, and then begin to rape her. Oh. Yeah. Um, Then afterwards, take some small mementos from the house, something personal just as a trophy. Wow. 
yeah um typical behavior exactly right so so far he's like a typical rapist um he began to do this on the regular in the tampa area until there was multiple rape victims and the police were becoming aware of there being a problem in the tampa area they were like hey there's too many of these women having sex against their will (laughs) i think we should do something and then like bubba's like yep (laughs) and then they then they started to work um but uh bubba (laughs) yeah bubba (laughs) he responded emphatically So uh, he said in a later interview that after a rape, it would buy him a day or two without sexual urges. So he'd be, he'd be fine. But then as soon as the day or two would go by, the urge came back like almost someone in his head or in his body telling him that he needs to do it again. And he didn't care the age. They were as young as 16, as old, Are you serious? As, old as 45. Yeah. He just needed to get it. He in. just needed to get his rocks off. Yep. And this guy will remind you a lot of the Golden State Killer. Yeah, that's what he sounds like already. Yeah. And um, so as soon as the, you know, the overwhelming urge would come back, he'd go back on the hunt and, and going after women using the classifieds. He'd move out of the Tampa area to uh, to shake up the police. He went all the way over to Fort Lauderdale, the Miami area, the Oak Ridge area. He kind of spread mm-hmm. his, ra- his rapes around because back then – Cops would not discuss cases. We've gone over this too. In the 80s, it was just like a serial killer, serial rapist um, wonderland because it's like, oh, the heat's catching up over here. Let me go to another city because they're not going to talk to each other. They're not going to share information. They're not wow. in, in the computer system. You know, every, all these cops had egos. So they're not going to help each other out. Even if something sounds familiar, they're like, uh, nah, it's probably another rapist. True. You know I mean? True. So, that's that's the frustrating part about this because maybe they would have caught him before things got really bad. Mm-hmm. So um, so with nobody helping each other out, nobody communicating, he's just going on about his business, continuing the rapes in the same mo every time. Mm. So um, you have four jurisdictions looking for uh, having no idea that they're looking for the same guy, and they're not even linking the fact that. Most of these rapes are coming from the classifieds every stinking time. Um, he was Crazy. never he was never identified and was never like uh, what is the artist renditions were different. Like they drew mm-hmm. him different. So even back then, um, they were like, "Whoa, the the the, the uh, we have a rapist that looks like this." Oh, we have a rapist that looks like this because they're drawing off a different, you know, uh, visuals. It's just mm-hmm. not adding up to the same guy. Um, this guy raped as many women as the Golden State Killer. Ooh. Yeah, he raped. He raped. They're estimating at least fifty women. God, oh. yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> that's kind of. I don't believe that. You think it's more? For a person who has all these urges on a regular basis, like that, he will stop for two days. There's got to be a lot more women. Yep. And, Especially and it, if he doesn't use prostitutes, then it's like, yeah. And Gabby, that's that's in a time span of three years. Yeah, no, no way. And back then too, Gabby, how many women would report rape? Exactly. Exactly. Not many. They yeah. were too scared. And police that were incompetent, like, who could trust them? How how would you tell them? 
Yeah, they probably you probably would have been like, oh my god, you know, I want to I want to report a rape, and they're all like, well, just like that, I would rape <laughs> you too. Like like you know, what I mean, you get stupidity like that, you know. It's like your mm-hmm. fault. If you do the math, that at least four women a week that he rapes because he can't stop his urges. Mm-hmm. In those three years, that would be seven hundred and twenty women. There is no way there's only fifty-one. Damn, you're good at math. <laughs> it's <my calculator. laughs> I was like, "Wow!" No, Todd. Yes, you're right. I'm, I'm great at math. So. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> I'm like, man, how do you get all that? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'd, I'd be like, carry the two minus the nine. <laughs> but um, but yeah, he um, he would though go into different areas, like I said. And um, things changed on this day, on May 4th, 1984. So we have a date in mind, and uh, this is where things kind of change. Oh. While driving around uh, in a notorious crack-infested and prostitution area in Tampa Bay, uh, Bobby drove up on a uh, 19-year-old Gionti Lana Long. Um, She was a stripper slash prostitute. Um, he offered her a ride, like Matt would say, you know, this is where he offered her a ride. And, and she was like, you know, I don't, I'm not on the clock right now. I'm not going to be given sex. He's like, no, I just, I saw you in Hills. You're, you know, it's, it's laid out, you know, you want to ride home. I'm just giving you a ride home. So she was kind of blown away by that. She's like, wow, nice guy. Okay. Mm -hmm. What a gentleman. Yeah. What a gentleman. He cares about my feet. Um, (laughs) oh yeah, he does. All right. Yeah. So. She gets in the car, and he's like, "So where to? Like a cabbie, you know." And uh, and uh, for all you uh, new uh, Uber kids, you know, a cab used to be something that you pay, and it would take you places mm-hmm. without without an app. And it was usually driven by a foreigner. So yeah, the joke being, he wasn't a foreigner. So yeah, it was kind of weird. <laughs> she called him cabbie, but um, anyway, he so you had to throw that in there. I'm sorry. I had to throw that in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. So. He she gets in the car. She's happy to go. He he begins to drive down the street. She told him her address, and things seem to be going okay. But he passes the street he's supposed to turn off on, and mm. he's like, "Hey, where are you going?" Oh, I know a shortcut. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Yep. And uh, so Bobby then pulls off real quick off the street, off the off ramp to a secluded little area, and pulls a knife on her. That's yep. what I'd be doing. See, see, Gabby knows. Oh, I do too. I'm out. <laughs> You're hitting the eject button. I'm out. <laughs> but unfortunately, she didn't think like Gabby. Um, she stayed scared and numb. He pulled a knife on her. He pulled over. They went. Uh, he ordered her out of the car, tied her up, then put her in the back seat. Physically started to assault her, and then he raped her um, while she was on her stomach. Um, but oh, something man. but something went through his mind and um this this time there would be no witnesses um uh, he decided to take uh some rope that he had and he tied it around her neck and he began to strangle her and he said that he wasn't sure he was going to go through with it but something told him not to leave any witnesses and he finished her off Wow. That's crazy, man. Yep. And so he left her off in a little ravine right next to the highway. 
and um, that was close to the Miami area. So four days later, um, some kids, obviously it's always kids, were going around, mm-hmm. thought it was thought it was a mannequin, but the smell was too much to be real. They called police, oh. and they found the body uh, in the oh. Miami yeah, four days later. Um, the police were able to find red fibers. So keep that in mind because that will come up later. Uh, red fibers on her body. Um, red fibers. Yeah, they were consistent with carpet from a car. Mm, so, interesting. Yeah, so keep that in mind. Um, they were able to also find tire tracks where, that showed that three of the tires were the same, but one was a big-time mismatched tire with a very, very weird tread on it. Uh, he was riding a donut. What? Yep. Cops are doing their job? Yeah, they're actually doing their job. They they left Bubba and the other guy at the station. They actually had real guys doing it. So you leave Bubba alone, man. I, mean, <laughs> I love his friend. <laughs> He's all we got Creo, we got mustard shrimp, butter shrimp. Um so but, Oh man. But that's all the police had to go on at the moment. That was it. Um okay. so Officially, Bobby graduated from a rapist to a killer. But the worst is yet to to come to be continued. Oh. You leave us like that. Why you do that, man? (laughs) Why'd you do that? Because the story will take an incredible twist. I mean, it will lead into a spider web of twists after this. Are you serious? Yes, it's going to get really, really good. I mean, good as far as like... Like if you like evil twisted stuff, you're gonna you're gonna understand. It's just there's gonna be some more graphic stuff that you're gonna hear later, and then you're gonna be blown away on how the story ends and the twist and turns. It's it's crazy. Ah, uh, well, so far, like I said, I felt sorry for him, but now I knew that it was only gonna be short lived. But yep, God. The buildup is intense. That's why I had to do one episode for the buildup and. What go- what goes after this is fast pace. So it's pretty. You fly guy. <laughs> <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm Dang sorry. it, man! I want to know what happened. <laughs> well, I guess I gotta come back next week, right? Yeah, yeah. along with everybody else. Yeah. Sorry to leave you well, hanging. But... You're a jerk. <laughs> I'm just joking. That's- that's a. You did tell me it's going to be multiple parts, so that's the beauty of it. You never know when it's going to end. So if you want to hear the rest of this story, you know what to do. You know, uh, follow us on our Facebook and Instagram page. Type in the Grinding True Crime Podcast, or you can listen to it on your podcast streams, such as Podbean, Spotify, Anchors, iTunes, and Pandora. And for those listening to us outside the country, you can find us on Podchaser. Radio Public, Breaker, and Pocket Cast. Ah, so if you guys are uh, anxious to hear the next part of the story, because uh, Todd over here, thanks a lot, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm playing with you. You guys got to stay tuned, man, and stay on the stay on the grinding true crime podcast. So. Uh, this has been your host, Maddie Matt, along with our narrator for today, Todd Fox, and the other host of the show, Gabby. And we are signing off. 
Toodles. Peace. Y'all come back now, you hear? <laughs> <laughs>